Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 71, Avatar, The Last Airbender, book two, Earth. Hello, Hallie. Hi, David. Hello, Kristen. Bonjour! And hello, listeners. It's going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> I can already feel it. Woo. Book two of Atla aired from March to December of 2006. It is an American anime-influenced animated television series produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studios. It was co-created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko with Aaron Ehaz, I still don't know how to say his name, as head writer, E-H-A-S-Z. Ehaz? We discussed this last we time. Did. Yeah, we did. I don't think in. we even came to a conclusion. No. No. And I'm sure all of our Sorry, suggestions Aaron. were wrong. Yeah. But he's the head writer. Uh, it stars the voice talent of Zach Taylor, Zach Tyler Eisen, Mae Whitman, Jack DeSena, Dante R. Bosco, and D. Bradley Baker. Uh, this was also the last season that uh, voice actor Mako Iwamatsu was in it. That was um, the voice of Iroh who uh, passed away during recording. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not recording, but uh, as it was airing. Mm -hmm. Which is sad, because Iroh is great. Yeah. Um, Back to my notes. Season 2 was well-received by critics and audiences alike, and won a couple big awards, including the Annie Award for Best Character Animation in a Television Production, for uh, the Blind Bandit episode, and the Best Directing in an Animated Television Production Award for the episode, The Drill. It also had an Emmy for the animation in Lake Laogai, and was nominated for another Emmy for the episode of City of Walls and Secrets. And Appa's Lost Days won the Genesis Award from the Humane Society for the portrayal <laughs> of the mistreatment of animals illustrating the cruelty of circuses. So, good for Atla. Good for Atla. Appa? I said Atla. Oh, I said Appa. And Appa. I was like, we don't do that here. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, book two of Atla revolves around Aang's quest to master the element of Earth. They meet Toph. Toph? Toph. Toph. It, it doesn't look like it's pronounced. Toph. Toph. I know but her name. Toffee, but without the E. Toph. It looks like Toph. it would be Toph. Like There's no Christopher. Christopher. No, you no, no. Toph. But it's Toph. Christopher. Not nobody says Christopher. Some people do. Well, they're wrong. <laughs> they meet Toph, a blind girl from a wealthy family who happens to be one of the best earthbenders in the world. She joins the Ang Gang and teaches him the secrets of earthbending through some tough love. However, all is not well with our heroes, as Appa, the best of them, is kidnapped by sandbenders in the deserts, and most of the season is spent tracking him down in Ba Sing Se, the capital of the Earth Kingdom. Meanwhile, the Fire Nation attacks with a giant drill, and Zuko and Iroh, who are now declared traitors of the Fire Nation, end up in Ba Sing Se as well as refugees. A fancy tea shop, a haiku battle, and the end of the Blue Spirit, it's Atla Book 2, Earth! Remember that I got Toph. Did you I did? ever? Yeah. I couldn't remember if I said that that was the person I got or. You did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 Now I know who I'm that is. I'm the greatest earthbender alive. <laughs> yes, we didn't do a quiz this week because we did a quiz last time. 
But Kristen got tough. I got tough. She got tough. I don't think I still have what it says, but I might. Tough is too cool for you. Um, I'm too cool for tough. I'm kidding. That's not a factual statement. But I don't think nobody's too. We cool could for be tough. equal. No. Being tough. Yeah. Would you get along with Toph, do you think? Um, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I deleted that screen. <laughs> so it is not still here. Might be. That's okay. Seeing it for the first time, this season was so rough. <laughs> <laughs> As I've said numerous times, both in the first Avatar episode and since, Appa's my favorite character in the show. And this is a really bad time for Alpha. He gets kidnapped and muzzled and sold to a circus where he's like burned and traumatized by fire. And then when he finally does escape, he has a terrible time out in the wild. He's getting full of thorns. He's rained on. He has to fight the boar thing. Porky boar. What is that thing called? I don't know. I don't think I ever said the porcupine. Porcupine. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, though, when he was eating the cabbages in the circus. He just... Yeah. It looks very pleasing when he does that. Yeah. It does. Yeah, you get your cabbages, Abba. He's such a soft little creature. Not even just, like, fur is soft, but just, like, as a being. He's a gentle giant. Yeah. He's, he's a kind soul. I was... He didn't deserve this. No. He doesn't deserve it. And then he gets all those melons when he goes to visit the guru. He just like there's all these melons leading up the stairs and he just eats them and I was like so happy every time he got a melon. <laughs> yes. Every melon I was like, oh Appa. Yeah. But yeah, he fights a it is called a porcupine. Nice. Porcupine. Porcupine. Um yeah, he's rained on, it's just a mess. Like, thank God Suki shows up and shows him compassion. But I was so upset throughout most of the episodes. Like, there's the, the drill episode where the big drill shows up to bust through the walls of Ba Sing Se. And Aang is like, I guess Appa will have to wait. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> Go get the bison. Who cares about the Earth Kingdom? Go not find David. Not me. Yeah. I mean, aside from the emotional turmoil I was in the entire time, it's still great. Like, it's still a great show. Toph is a great new addition to the group. The plot is just as complex and nuanced as it was in the first season. Azula is a great new villain, oh, God, along with her sidekicks, Knife Girl and Flippy Punchy. <laughs> that's, that's about, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I can't remember which one is May or Mai. May. And which one is Ty Lee. Ty Lee is Flippy Punchy. Yeah. Flippy Punchy. That's who I thought, but Flippy Punchy. Flippy Punchy. And May is the boringer one. <laughs> the angsty one. Yeah. Who's <laughs> never satisfied. Like yeah. All the time. Daria. Okay, don't besmirch Daria's good name by comparing her to May. <laughs> Daria's great. May's there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not bad. I don't hate no, her. It's just like, like, oh, May, you're back. Yeah. Yeah. You're present. Yeah. There's even like a lot of political intrigue. Like Azula yeah, takes down the Earth Kingdom from the yeah. inside. Azula so is good when she, she does it. Yeah. Don't flatter yourself. You were never even a player. Yeah. God. I. This was the person. When we were talking vaguely about Avatar and I think like pre-season one when mm -hmm. I was like, I'm so excited to meet 
the the cool character. Azula's the cool one. Azula's the cool yeah. one. Like she's a bad person, but, but she's you know, very cool. She's very cool, very yeah. self-assured. When Ty Lee was like, I really admire your confidence. Yeah. You know what, Azula? I do admire that about you. <laughs> yeah. You're an atrocity of a human, but yeah. you're confident about it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Azula's great. Her intro was also very good mm-hmm. when, you know, the person was like, oh, the tides will not allow us. And she's like, well, the tides have already made up their minds about killing you. I am still on the fence or whatever she says. And I'm like, what, an, what, what a way to meet a person. Incredible. I love yeah. her. She's crazy. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So season is great. Show is still great. I'm still pretty into it. I hope Appa has a really nice season three. <laughs> and nothing free of turmoil bad happens to him ever again because he did, doesn't deserve it I did forget how long he was gone he's it's gone like for like it's several like yeah. he's taken in the library and comes back mm-hmm. after Appa's lost days yeah they don't um, reunite for eight episodes not until the end of Lake Laugat is he back yeah, seven episodes. Like finale it's, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Library it's, is ten, and Lake Guy is seventeen. That's that's a third of the season. I know. Like, I think in my head, I thought it was like two episodes, which is weird because I rewatched this like two years ago. Yeah, this should be more fresh in my brain. But I think it's because Appa is such a core part of the team that it's hard to imagine that he wouldn't be there for it's such a period of imagine. time. Hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. And hard to experience. Yeah. Without without his big fuzzy spirit. It was what is the point really? Deeply upsetting when Toph was trying to save the oh, library God, and save uh Appa. It was it, it, I'm sorry, Appa. I like know. and then Aang is mad at her and it's like, yeah, because the situation sucks, but like she was doing her best. She, she had to make trying. a call and she Trying. She's trying. There's only so much she could do. Yeah. I'm glad that Katara knows that. She's like, he's like, Aang, calm down. Katara, that whole desert episode. Wonderful. She deserves a medal. She really does. Yeah. The desert episode stresses me out, specifically because Katara is all in charge of everything. And she's like, oh, there's not much water in this canteen. And Aang flips out. I get so mad at Aang when that happens. But um, we all have bad days when our flying bison is stolen. Yeah. I like, though, that Sokka immediately ate something again. And she was like, are you kidding me? I had completely forgotten about the cactus juice oh, somehow. No, I it's remember. the quenchiest. the quenchiest. And I was so delighted. I was like, yes, cactus juice. Yeah. He's just a pain to drag through the desert. Who set Toph on fire? <laughs> For a long time, I might still have it in my cart on Etsy is a sticker for cactus juice. <laughs> it's like in a can and I'm like, oh my god. And it says it's the quenchiest. I should I get it. it, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of setting people on fire, after Appa is kidnapped and Aang goes into the Avatar state and like nearly kills all the sandbenders, yeah. I was like, same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you muzzled no, Appa? It's like yes. Set them all on fire. Yeah. They deserve burn it. Oh, okay. Find out where Appa is, then burn them. That guy was clearly a douchebag. His dad was like, what did you do? Yeah. I appreciated that the other sandbenders seemed like reasonable people. Okay, but also I'm confused because they're like, what? Do, I, I believe that his dad wasn't in on it, but you said the other sandbenders seemed like reasonable people. 
He did not do this alone. Well, he had a little gang, but they all seem to be his friends, his age. So it makes him some teenage hooligans that are much more harmful than typical teenage hooligans. Hmm. That's what it seemed like to me. That's the vibe I got. Because they were like, there was a whole crew of sandbenders there. They were like 50 when they showed up at the Wasp Rock. But there were only like four or five of them taking Appa, right? Maybe a few more. Uh, There were a couple. There were like... Three sand sled things. Okay, so maybe like ten. Okay, maybe it was a bigger group than I thought. But, I mean, I still got the impression it was an isolated incident. Yeah. Very upset. It's very upsetting. Yeah. And then there's Appa's Lost Days, which is even more upsetting. Followed right on the heels of Momo looking for Appa at the end of Tales of Ba Sing Se, which is also the worst. Yeah. You were not happy with the Momo episode. I wasn't happy with so much of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I liked, I mean, I liked the episode where we get to see everybody kind of having their own little vignette. Like, yeah, the yeah. Tales Up episodes are some of the best ones. I love those ones. Yeah. We're all having fun with Iroh until suddenly we are not having it's fun with Iroh. Boy. It's so sad. He helps a mugger. Get a better yeah. stance, and then decide he can be a masseur. Yeah. And then he just goes to mourn his son. Yeah. I've uh, I've actually been reading some English haiku recently. <laughs> Cause, oh, really? Because that's what I do. I'm just <laughs> a big dork. But actually, you don't have to write them as 575. That's a common misconception. Really? Really? Yeah. There's there's reasons behind that, and it has to do with like the way sounds of words work in Japanese versus the oh. way sounds work in English, and it's okay. not actually syllables. It's much more important to have like the seasonal reference, okay, and a turn somewhere in there. Like, you know, you'll have like image, and then like a turn to a different image. That's like yeah here's a change in the poem. Like, those are, like, the two main things that you need. And brevity is also kind of a thing, but you don't have to have 575, somebody kind of made up as a rule, and it's been ingrained in all of our heads because that's easy to remember. Right, easy. But if you're if you're serious about haiku, as are these people that put together <laughs> this book that I've been reading. These haiku um, aficionados. Yes, exactly. Oh, God. Are... Um, Haiku's still three lines, though? They... No. Oh. I mean, they, they can be. <laughs> okay. But I'll show you. I have the book downstairs. I oh, can okay. show you some I see that. haiku in English. Some are just one line. Some are a little weirder. Okay, because but... I watched a movie once called Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop or something similar to that title. Mm-hmm. I like the title, so I clicked on it. It's anime. And the main character really is into haikus, but, mm-hmm. like... I watched the sub, and it's clearly not like they cared more about translating what the poem said than making it like five seven five. Right. So I kind right. of put together that like, oh, okay, there must be different rules that we just don't yeah. know about because it's a different language. It's fun. It's fun looking at like translations of haiku, especially yeah. like the same one that's been translated by a bunch of different people because they can be vastly different from each other, both in like. Sometimes, like, the images are a little tweaked, but, like, the language especially is, like, 
some people will try and make it syllabic some people are just like purely here's what the words mean and it doesn't really matter just like here's what the images are it doesn't matter what how many lines there are it's just there's a lot of lot of variety okay to uh to the haiku you and Saka have haiku affection in common <laughs> I don't know that ha- the haiku is exactly what Saka was feeling affectionate towards. Oh, it's but... definitely the haiku. Nothing else. Nothing else. Yeah. I'm glad that Saka is inexplicably a charmer, though. Like we know he starts out as kind, kind of, kind of a sexist dick, yeah. but he's he's really grown since then. He still says the occasional like, "Oh, they're probably talking about makeup or something." But at this point, yeah. it comes across more that Boris oafish than ill-intentioned yeah it's annoying still but like but he romanced the moon he romanced he did you gotta have some skills to romance romance the moon (laughs) and he's romancing the girl who knew him as that sexist guy i met once which is also very impressive and toph has a little crush on him and that's really cute you know that's really cute that's the thing that i like somehow missed the first time I watched this show but I think that could also just be because I was younger and watched it out of order and all these Beautiful. other things um, but then I saw something that was like oh Toph and her little crush on Sokka and I was like what? and then watching it again I was like oh what a Toph and her little crush on Sokka Sokka you saved me <laughs> you can let me drown now such <laughs> a good line yeah yeah, that's that's good. I don't know. Suki deserves better, but <laughs> I love her. I mean, Suki's she's great. She's, she's wonderful. Great. Though we don't know what the season ends without us finding out what happened to the Kyoshi Warriors, which is that's true. Something, yeah. Something, something unfortunate. They're not in the show for <laughs> several they episodes after, and then. And then Azula happens. And then Azula, Azula and they happens. have that really cool freeze frame. Yeah. It's yeah. a very cool freeze frame. But I really I really like that in this season they don't tell you what happened and then they just show up in the Kiyoshi Warrior clothes. Yeah. And like, yeah. oh, that's not a good sign. Like, I oh. forgot that that happened until we saw Suki finding Appa and I was like, I remember Azula shows back. up, and then you, and then we see them lift their heads, and and it's it's them, it's them, it's Azula it's and May and Tylee, yeah. and exciting. Obviously not for the Kyoshi Warriors, no, but but you know for us it's not for us as viewers. Also, just because it begins Azula's nefarious little takeover of the Earth King. God, very admirable. We very. don't condone it, but it's admirable. But you know, we like watching it. Credit where credit's due. Yep. I'm a little bit sad that Suki decided to chase up off with the torch. That's she was sending him away because I he was going to come help, and then he was going to get captured by Azula, and that's so much worse that's than so much most worse other things. Because Azula's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand why she did it, but he's been through a lot. I know. He's got all this. This fire trauma now, which I'm sure is not going to go well in book three, <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a thing he's going to have to overcome, maybe. Just just throwing that know. out there into the future. We don't know. 
That's what you said about Aang may never fire back. bad things happening to Appa when I was like, uh-oh, what happens to Appa? And you were like, why do you assume it's a bad thing? And then he's gone for why like half the season. <laughs> what do you mean? He was it's with us in spirit, or at least he was with me in spirit, because I'm a true Appa fan. Yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about Toph. She's, she's our, cool. She's our new our new main character. Yeah. Who we meet in the Earthbending Ring, where she's she's battling it out as the blind bandit. As the blind bandit, Toph is such a big part of the show that it really is very weird when you go back and watch season one when she when, isn't yeah. there and you're accustomed to having her there for. Two or for one in like three quarters of a season. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. most peculiar. She's wonderful. She's wonderful. There was, um, in my high school days, it's probably still on there. I can probably still find it. On YouTube, there's a music video someone made of Toph to Just One by Hoobastank, which is a great song. And I liked that video a lot, so I kept watching it. Um, and because I enjoyed that video where they spliced, you know, her action scenes. I did not realize how fast she defeats everybody in the earthbending ring. It's very fast. The boulder takes one little arm chunk and then he's gone. 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 And then I love when um, Sokka and Katara are ready to like help her and she's like, no, they're mine. Yeah. (laughs) Then she makes the whole cloud. It's wonderful. It's so good. And her parents are dumb. They are. They don't. They don't know anything. They don't know about, anything. About anything. Like I know that her Earthbender teacher has since been paid by them to hunt her down and bring her home. But like at least in the ring, he was like, "Wow, your daughter's amazing. I never knew she could do this." Like right. he seems just impressed. He and did, like doesn't he even say something along the lines of her being like the greatest yeah. Earthbender. He's Not just even like, like she's really good, but like. The most amazing Earthbender I've ever seen, or something like that. And I know that it's just meant to, like, drive the plot forward, and her parents are curmudgeons, but, like, I don't understand how her dad could see that and then be like, you need more guards. Like, homegirl can clearly take care of herself. Yeah. But. Whatever, dad. Whatever, Rich dad. dad. Rich dads do not often make good decisions. No. So, whatever. Um... I really like, um, well, that she does that. That she can just take out so many people so fast. Yeah. But I also like that it's not, it's, it's not quite the, like, rich, privileged girl has never seen outside the castle walls kind of a thing. But, like, it's clearly not her... It's weird seeing her in the nice dress with her bangs pinned back. It doesn't look quite right. Mm-hmm. You know, they did a really good job with that. She's got like the little ribbon shawl thing that hangs down on the ground. Uh, and like the way that she moves when she's just talking to Aang in the garden is so different than the way she moves when she's like, guards, guards. And it's just, I don't know, it's just really good. And I really like her backstory. Yeah. And she's the first metal bender. She's the first metal bender. Ever. She invents it. She invents it. In a moment it. of desperation. She's so cool. She's so cool. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Toph? Yeah. I I really like Toph. Yeah. She's um. I like the way that she. I mean, I don't. 
I don't think I would want her to be my earthbending teacher. <laughs> but like the scenes where she's teaching Aang how to earthbend, and just like, I'm gonna throw a boulder at you. Yeah. yeah. And then gets really mad at him. Yeah. I saw, and I was so mad because I saw it on Pinterest and didn't save it, didn't pin it, didn't do anything, and I don't know why, but it was talking about how earthbenders probably get so sick of the other vendors because yeah. like <laughs> fire. And moon are both like we rise and set. Fire and moon. Fire and moon. Fire and water <laughs> are like we rise and we set, and our power ebbs and flows yeah. with the sun and the moon. And the airbenders are like it's all about spiritualness and like you're breathing. And the earthbenders are probably just like guys, just bend. Like my power comes from rocks. I move rocks. <laughs> like I push it and it goes. Like enough yeah. of it. Just, just do it. And I think part of that is the reason why I think of myself as an earthbender, because someone could probably be like, see how our powers rise with the moon? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> I just I just do the thing personally. So Toph's style is abrasive, and I would not want to necessarily be on the receiving end of it, but I also feel like that's relatable. Mm-hmm. I also love how creative her earthbending is because you think earthbending, throw a rock, but like she does a lot with earthbending yeah. and it's not, earthbending is such a solid bend that doesn't have a lot of the complicated arm movements that the other bending forms require, but she's still like the first one where she's fighting the boulder where she does like the angled rock thing that just kicks him out of the, mm-hmm. out of the ring. Like that's very cool. She raises herself on platforms a lot. Um, when they're in Lake Laogai, she dodges like four pillars of earth and then sends them back. And it's like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's really creative bending. And I really like that um, they mention in the drill, Aang is like, oh, well, Toph is teaching me that you never put 100% of your power into any blow. You, yeah. you do a lot of quick ones to wear them down and then you deliver the final blow once they're off balance. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yeah, Toph. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, not talk, but when you're talking about cool earth bending, I am very intrigued by the Dai Li's like hands being sent as yeah. rocks. That's Rock so cool. Like I don't know how I didn't notice it, or if I did notice it, I was just like, oh, cool. Last time I watched, but it's so cool. I don't. I don't. It's creepy. They like. <laughs> One of the biggest differences between season one and season two is that on season two, they're like, yeah, we got this. Elements. Here's some sick-ass bending things people can do with their yeah. elements. Because, like, the first, everyone's like a baby, and they're, and they're you know, figuring out what We do is. some water swooshes. Do some water swooshes. Zuko fires some of this. Aang does a lot of little jumps. Um, there is some earth bending, but it is mostly move rock. But, like... You know, this season, they're just like, we know what we're doing now. Here are some really good action scenes with some really creative uses of bending. I like the, uh, I like the sort of techniques other people have come up with to shut down benders, too. Mm -hmm. Like, there's the earth hands that, like, you know, the dailies shoot them out and they, like, bind your hands or, like, pin Zuko hand to the ground so he can't do his firebending. Yep. Mm -hmm movement and then they also have the though it doesn't they don't really do it to the benders but the the generals they have those like chain things that shoot out and also grab people's limbs 
Tai Li's whole fighting style is just like poke you in different nerve spots so you it's fall so over cool. and you can't do anything. It's so neat. And yeah. it clearly like is a really fleshed out world where like yes, bending makes you a very capable fighter, but like people have found ways to get around it so that benders don't just like rule the world or whatever. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was neat to see the way that that little piece of world building that um, even Katara does it with her water where mm-hmm. she's like either icing people or like using her water to like put it on people's limbs so they can't it's so wonderful one of my favorite stuff. Yeah. things that she does it's such a small motion and is part of the reason I would choose to be a waterbender for some reason is when she makes that little octopus yeah. in the in the crystal yeah. cave and yeah. she just does this and then there are all these arms and I'm like yeah that's a very pleasing motion for me that this makes sense to me. I'm doing the motion for all the listeners. It's very hard I like to explain. You're like, it makes sense, and it's like a fun little motion. I'm like, I want the one where you punch stuff. Punch. <laughs> I like the flowing, and I really like when she twists it around herself. It's just, it's nice. I don't know. And when her and Aang just like, whoosh. Yeah. 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 It is fun to see Aang get, like, new move sets too, is, like... Now he's an earthbender too. Yeah. He's a he's a air and a earth and a water. And almost the whole set. Almost, almost the, the whole, whole set. set. But he doesn't want to do the fire. He doesn't, doesn't want to do the fire. fire. Maybe he never will. He had a bad experience. He's gonna have to. You'd be surprised at the that. lack of fire in book three. Yeah. Fire. You would be. Hmm. Well, doesn't we'll even see. take place in the fire kingdom. Huh. Nation. They just... <laughs> Nation. They're kingdom. still in. They go back to. Bossing say for another, <laughs> yeah, another season. Over. <laughs> they yeah. just hang out there again. Yeah. Bossing say the worst city in the world. Yeah. That's another cool location. It's like you know world building. Bossing say is like awesome, even though it also sucks. It also sucks. Yeah. Uh, big fan. One thing I was very excited to see is the classic. Uh, there is no one. Mm-hmm. And then Judy's like creepy little mm-hmm. like shake of her head, keeping the smile fixed firmly on her face. I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm here for all the creepy stuff. Yeah. And then when they get Jet, and the lantern just like circles. Yeah. And, like, there is no more in Bossing Say. Like there is no more in Bossing Say is such an amazing catchphrase to come out of the show. Yeah. I like to shake the hand of whoever wrote that plot line. It's so wonderful. Hey, were you surprised when Jet came back? Yeah! I thought Jet was one of the people I was, like, if, of characters I thought might return, I thought Jet was one of them. But, but it was kind of cool. Like, Jet! And yeah. it's like, oh, he's making friends with Zuko. They're both yeah. angsty little little boys. So, like, yeah. I was like a good really couple. having fun just watching them, like, steal some food on the boat. Yeah, it was like... And oh, Zuko's little, like, knives with the swords where he just, like, stacks it. I'm like, I could watch that over and over again. <laughs> it's just so neat. Um, did you expect Jet to die? No. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Show turns dark. Yeah. And um, Longshot gets his one line and it's like, oh, things are serious if Longshot is using yeah. words. I don't know what that was. Okay, but it did happen. Did did you ever happen? like, did the lights flicker? Did I blink weirdly? No, that I didn't happened. know. I didn't see the lights flicker. It happened. It happened. It happened. Both blinked weirdly at the same time. 
I don't like that. I, I like that less than I like a ghost quicker. more than I like synchronization. <laughs> Wait, my toaster might be haunted. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell us more. So for a while, it's just, it's been ticking. Like when you turn it to like make toast or whatever, it'll make yeah. the like tick, 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 tick. And then it'll usually go ding, but yeah. it doesn't ding anymore. It just ticks. And sometimes it'll tick when I'm not around. And then, or like I'll get close to it and it'll start ticking, even though I didn't touch the dial. And then I came down the other day and it was just on. It had <laughs> turned itself to the keep on. And I don't know how that happened. So I turned it off and it was ticking and I sort of watched it and it just like ticked itself back to keep on. And I was like, no. And I unplugged it and it kept ticking and the dial kept turning even though it wasn't plugged in anymore. It's yeah. deeply creepy, but I'm loving this. I, I want the story to end with like, and then the toast popped up and it said, boop. <laughs> you have a ghoster. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm getting rid of it. No, you <laughs> have to keep the haunted toaster. You're more than welcome to it. I, I will take the haunted toaster. Okay. I'll give it a home. Great. Set your home on don't plug it in because it'll turn itself on and it'll be on all night. I don't actually need a second toaster, so maybe I won't take it. Okay. Well, wow. Now the toaster's really coming for you because you promised it a home. It's just going to show gonna, up. I'm going to do what Shane does and just yell at it, begging it to come kill you. <laughs> Fine. Like what Zuko does with the lightning storm. He, I love how freaking dramatic this kid is. Is there my favorite? A more cathartic scene than him just standing on top of the mountain begging lightning to strike him. He begs lightning so to strike him. He does like one good task and his whole body gets sick. His whole body shuts <laughs> like, like He's so much. He's so constantly. much. All of the time. And I like that Iroh keeps being like, we're having fun here. And he's like, this isn't the life I wanted. <laughs> it's fun because Zuko simultaneously like dialed down, but also dialed up his drama. It's true. I think it's just that he has a better idea of when to be like deadpan versus when to have his little outbursts. And it, it's it's well timed because in season one, still love him, but you know someone could be like Zuko, what's up? And he's like nothing. And <laughs> and I don't know Zuko in season two. Whew, love him. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Love the date episode. And it's so good and precious. <laughs> and he turns on all the lights for her. And then Iroh's like, how is it? And he shuts the door and then he slides it open. It was nice. And shuts it again. <sighs> I would set myself on fire or have Zuko do it for me. Just I love Zuko. In general. <laughs> it would be, I thought it was it like... Would be an honor. I thought there would be something else to that statement. But no, just... <laughs> Anytime, any day. Anytime. God. I mean, goes on his little, his little journeys. I thought, um, uh, if any listeners have seen uh, Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 2, I thought that both that Season 2 and this Season 2 did a good job of, like, having an overarching plot, but also simultaneously having more episodes where you see people doing things on their own, mm-hmm. which... I feel like some like maybe 
if you think about it, you're like, oh, but we need to see a good balance of the characters. But we did in The Blind Bandit. We didn't see Zuko at all and what no. he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in Zuko alone, it's not like it cut back to the gang at any point. Mm-hmm. It was just Zuko's story. His and little then you western. Had, His little spaghetti western. And then you had the tales of Ba Sing Se. Um, and everyone got like their little tiny mini stories yeah. that didn't necessarily like contribute to the plot like somehow this this season is shorter took more time showing smaller things and had an even more like well-paced see i don't know not that season one was bad by any means um but season two is great yeah it is so so wonderful such a good season um it took a little while to um jump into the big overarching plot like it's we don't really get it until like the blind bandit when Toph shows up but like because the first ones we've got sort of a monster of the week sort of thing with the swamp and like avatar day avatar day is so fun it is because i like that that's when we first start to meet kiyoshi as this woman who's just like nah just get rid of him yeah <laughs> just, i'm just gonna kill him like, like it's fine. yeah they're like kiyoshi did not kill this man she's like yes i killed him it's like saka <laughs> proves it he does such a good job and katara's about to make a conclusion he's like no i want to say it i love that line so much he does such a good job i just i love <sighs> kiyoshi there are books everybody loves there kiyoshi. are books with uh, Kiyoshi as like the main character, and I cannot believe I have not read them yet, mm-hmm. but they exist and they're on my want to read list because Kiyoshi's super cool. Kiyoshi is the coolest avatar. Everybody agrees. True, including the other avatars. Yeah, they're all like, yeah, Kiyoshi. <laughs> yeah, Kiyoshi's the shit. Kiyoshi wins. Yeah. Anytime Kiyoshi's around, good times. Yeah. No wonder she has a whole island, a whole breed of warriors. Who study her cool fan style? Yeah. The um. The library is a little bit of a standalone, but that is where Alpha <gasps> gets. I love the library. Yeah, you get you get Shitong, you get the fox librarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get well, just the, the very like humans are always so focused on this, and then they prove him right. Right, and so he's sucks. like, no one else will have access to this anymore. That episode is my brand. I just love <laughs> creepy, unsettling things and libraries. Yeah. And then, you know, Sokka has to run back and they're trying to find the darkest day in Fire Nation history and yeah. when it's going to happen again. Yeah. It's when you, I feel like we start to see Sokka as more of a thinker, which sounds bad. Uh, I agree. It's, he's really coming into his own around the library. Like, we see it in season one when he, um, they're at the Air Temple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuse me, but it, it almost feels like, oh, wow, look, Sokka's doing this. But then this felt even more strategic because it was thinking forward. It wasn't just handling the situation at it hand. thinking forward, and it's that he gets to technically win against a god. Because, yeah. like, like, you know, the owl is like, give me your knowledge, and then Sokka, like, ties a knot or something. Yeah. He's like, fine, whatever. And Sokka, he's like, you're not very bright, are you? And then Sokka gets the moment where he's like, that Sokka style, where he just gets to hit him with the side of the head. And it's like yeah. Sokka got in, got what he wanted, then got out. So like yeah. Sokka, Sokka won that battle, even though yeah. the library is now underground. Yeah. So it's like, it's like good for Sokka. Like they're letting him have a lot more wins to show that he is actually very capable as yeah. like a leader yeah. and a figure and a warrior. 
Um, but he's still the comic relief character. He is. Mm-hmm. It's the quenchiest. It's great. Coming into his own. He yeah. really is. Did your thoughts on Sokka improve this season? I know in season one he was not your fave. And I'm not saying that he's like your number two now, but like... I like him a little better. Okay. Yeah. He need, needs some time to develop as a character and human being. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked the episode where he goes to see his dad. Yeah, he's so nervous. Yeah, he's so nervous. And like, they have a really good reunion. His dad respects him. He's got some skunk squid bombs, whatever, (laughs) whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was into it. I really like when um, he offers to stay behind and Katara's like, no, I know how much you want to see dad. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And he starts crying and hugging her. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tells her she's the nicest sister ever. Yeah. What other? We talked a little bit about Zuko alone. Yes, I'm just. I wrote down a couple. What are what are you? What, I was what into. comments do you have? We give our what comments. Was that? What comments do you have about like the library and Zuko alone and? Oh and yeah, the I don't know. I was really. There's a lot that goes on in the library. <laughs> it is sort of like the, it's a distressing episode. For it you. is. They show Appa getting all tied up and yeah. dragged yeah. off. Yeah. It's it's not good. Not good. It's a good episode though. I did like I did like the bird spirit a lot. It's he's a good character. I like I like all the foxes. I don't know. It was just a good one. Toph has her sad moment where she's like trying to save the tower but also off is getting dragged off and like I know we talked about that a little bit, but yeah. There's a lot going on in that episode. That was that was one of my I don't know, my favorite ones, but one of the ones that stuck with me for sure. And uh, I really like that we get to see more of Zuko's backstory and Azula's backstory and how she's just totally evil even as a child. I I think the the thing that really solidifies it, because like you see her being just like an annoying younger sister. Yeah. And I do kind of like, though, the creepiness of, like, Dad's going to kill you, but really this time. Right, Um, like, it's so... But I like when Zuko's mom leaves, and then she has his knife, and he's like, give that back. And she's like, why? And who's going to make me? Mom. And you're like, oh. Because I feel like before, it's just, oh, she's a nuisance, but she knows how to hit you where it hurts. And I admire her while also acknowledging that she is not right in the head. It's like what Zuko says. When he's like, I know she's my sister and we should get along. And Iroh's like, no, no. she's crazy and she yeah. needs to go down. It's yeah. great. I really, I particularly like that she and May and Ty Lee are playing in the art and Ty Lee does something better than she does. Like a little flip and then she just pushes her down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Azula, yeah. you are the worst. And but even like even towards the end. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say also the flashbacks where um, it looks like Azulon is like burning Ozai or punishing him somehow, and Zuko you know runs away, and Azula just like turns back to right. the curtain, she's enjoying smiles, it. and they're like, yeah. oh, a little little sociopath here. Yeah, yeah, but even like even though Zuko knows that Azula is bad, Azula bad business, bad. like she. Yeah, she convinces him to join the coup against the Earth Kingdom at the end. And Zuko's going to go for his destiny. He's going to go for his 
Yeah. He just he just had the moral fever too, and and yet. And yet, and yet, he slid back, and like, what's happening to Iroh? Iroh has also been captured, so. It's so good. I get, like, <laughs> goosebumps when I, not that he's been captured. <laughs> I get, like, goosebumps, though, you know, when uh, Zuko goes to take Appa, and then Iroh shows up, and he's like, what are you going to do? Where are we going to put him? In our new apartment? Should I so make mad. tea for yeah. him? And you, and you never see Iroh angry, let no. alone that angry. And he's just, like, yelling at Zuko, who I love with all my heart. And I'm still like, you tell him, Iroh. He needs <laughs> yeah. to hear this. And just the really good, like, it's time to start looking inward and asking yourself the tough questions. Who are you? And what do you want? And I'm like, Iroh, that... It really hits, man. Like, you're so good at this. And, uh, yeah, Zuko at the end, he's like, I betrayed Iroh. Or I betrayed Uncle. And she's like, no, he betrayed you. And you can see how Azula clearly just, like, frames everything yeah. in her mind to work with her beliefs. And, she's a um, devious one, that she one. She is. Yeah. And I just really, like... Zuko, and when he gets told off for doing these things. Yeah. But especially when his mom is so sad. Oh, it's because so sad. Like, I've done, I've done to protect you, Zuko. And it's like, it's like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the Fire Nation. They do on. not have a healthy political system. Like, they don't. How different would Zuko be if wherever his mom went, Zuko had been able to go with? Presuming, you know, it's a good place that she right. went to not, like, How different would it things. be if Iroh just stayed heir? Instead of this, like, instead of just this Weird. conniving little, yeah. he doesn't have a kid anymore. So, yeah. my bloodline is strong. It's, it's the same bloodline. Just let same Iroh take it, and then Zuko, or Zuko, preferably, yes. will take over after Iroh. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And yet, murders yeah. have happened, and perhaps... Azulad was going to kill his grandson to teach his son a lesson. The Fire Nation is a strange place. I do like that Azulam, like suddenly dies, and it's not outright said, like, oh, suspicious, but we know, like, hmm, hmm. Ozai wants to be Fire Lord. Azulam was not immediately receptive to the idea. Yeah. Zuko's mom is gone, and Azulam is dead. Coincidence? Iroh has a really good season too. I really love, like, they start off kind of as refugees. He meets up with Toph at one point, mm-hmm. and yeah, they become friends. And he gives her some good advice. Uh, he teams up with Aang, gives him advice in the tunnel when they're going through all that, and is like, actually, I think you made the right decision. Yeah, you know? fuck that guru guy. Yeah. Um, Gets his own tea shop, which is all he really wants. Yeah, he's so excited about his his tea shop. shop. Yeah. Then, then it all falls apart. Then it all falls apart. But Iroh, I love that Iroh is friends with everyone, and I love that everyone who watches this show loves loves Iroh. Iroh. Like you don't watch this and think "Mm, he's fine. Like no, you you love him. I don't. He may not be your favorite, but you love him. Who doesn't like Iroh as a character? And if you don't, that's honestly a red flag yeah. for you as a person. <laughs> um, Agreed. No, Iroh can just get along with anyone, and it's nice because obviously when he's talking with Aang, 
Aang also seems like the kind of person who can just generally get along with people. But he talks to Toph, this, like, abrasive young child. Yeah. And they're just, like, having a good time. And then when Iroh shows up at their home in Ba Sing Se, she's like, oh, it's a friend. Yeah. And I it's this guy. wholesome content. Yeah. And Iroh, you know, is the one when they're all standing there facing Azula, uh, who, like, looks over to check on others mm-hmm. because Iroh is such a good-hearted human and That's Azula capitalizes on any weakness. Any single one. Any single one. God, she's so cool. She's so cool. (laughs) We should all strive to be as competent as she is. As competent and as confident, not as genocidal. We take two out of the three. We take two out of the three. (laughs) We do not take all three. Nope. Yeah. So I love the scene in the flashback where Ozai is like, Show grandfather what you learned. And Azula does this lightning bending routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Zuko's like, I learned stuff too, and he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really sad. <laughs> it's really sad. The poor the poor boy. The poor yeah. child. Yeah. He's just trying his best. Yeah. I love Zuko so much. Yes, he's just trying his best. I was a little bit upset that he stole that ostrich horse, though. I, it okay, is upsetting. Yeah. It is I rough wanted episode. him <laughs> to give it back. Yeah, I there's no comeuppance for it. There's never... No. He never meets that family again. They never... You haven't seen season three. It's true. But... And that little boy. But, like, I mean... Yeah. His comeuppance, I feel like, is the little boy. He's like, here, take this cool dagger. And mm-hmm. little boy's like, no, I hate you. It's so sad. Yeah. I can't remember if I was thinking this about, I think it was Zuko, but it may have also just been like the season as a whole. Um, Part of season one, you know, we're still like learning about the world and the benders and like Mm -hmm. what they can Mm -hmm. and cannot do. So it seemed like when they met people, it would be like, oh, you're a waterbender or you're a firebender. And it was very like the Fire Nation bad, water tribes good. Earth, Earth Kingdom, Kingdom also good. mostly good, yeah. but yeah. like they're don't really there. know them. Yeah, they're a little bit of a mystery, and but it seems like you know you judge people based on the the geographical location that they're from, but I think specifically in Zuko alone, it's like okay, no, you can see still that the Earthbenders are also like jerks. Yeah, like, surprise, people are different, <laughs> but uh, and you know they like. Zuko, just like this quiet little guy who showed up, and then they find out he's a firebender. Well, he says he, he's he, he fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is identity. So it's not firebending. Real secretive thing. And it has to do with the lights flickering. I'm sure of it. It's the toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and. I don't know. I think this season, whether it be world building or just Zuko's own perceptions of people who he meets, it, it just seems to be more like, these are people who are also Earth Nation or Firebenders or something. And like even, even May's family, who we see like clearly positioned of power Fire Nation people who aren't necessarily good, but like 
you just get to see a little bit more. So far, the yeah. only Fire Nation people we know are like Iroh, Zuko, clear, like big bet. They're not big bets. Yeah, like we meet like, the, the guy in season one, General Admiral Zhao. Yeah. Uh, the guy who tries to kill the moon. Yes. Yeah. He succeeds. Um, I don't know. I feel like in season one, it would be more likely for Zuko to say something about like, oh, these Earth nature, Earth kingdom peasants, bleh. But this time he's just like, I don't want to be a refugee. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't care about the... I, I can't properly say what I'm trying to say, but you all know what I mean. I know you mean. I just can't remember what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, bummer for me. Big bummer for you. Big bummer. David, David. Yes. Did you like the Earth Kingdom's bear? Yes, I was going to ask you about the bear. The regular bear. They're like, sure, we <laughs> yes. mean this bear. No, just, just the bear. bear. Just the bear. I love the man at the party who's like, do you know how much I paid to get the seat next to the bear? Yeah. Literally. Love him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. No. The uh, the bear was great. All of the the hybrid animals in this season also quite great. It's funny so because I think I we asked you at the end of the season one episode, like, which animal hybrids would you like to see? And in my head, I was like, you know, I don't remember there being that many in season two. But even just, like, Aang's one story alone yeah, entails the, a thousand oh, yeah. zoo, yeah. the zoo. I'm like... Yeah. We see so many little hybrids, and they're so cute. Turtle ducks. It's the fire And the koala otters. Yep. And more. There's so there's so many. There's a lot of there's a lot of really good ones. There's 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 bat ones. I don't remember what they are, but I love a a good bat representation. Yeah. Badger moles. Badger moles. The first earthbenders. Yeah. Yeah. That's who the Earthbenders learned from. I love all the origin stories about the first, about how you learned bending. Yeah. It's just, it's just neat. The world building is so good yeah. in Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. There's a thing that I want to mention at some point, but I'm trying to decide, do we mention, do we mention it now? Or do, do we, we wait? Until the, do we wait until the end? It we might be could, best. Wait, what? We could ask about you have a phone. <laughs> I do have a phone. <laughs> I don't like that my phone opened up to you automatically. Oh no, that's just because you claimed I locked the door. I said I was right when you locked the door. I think the toaster locked the door. <laughs> David. Yes. How do you feel about Aang and Katara's relationship? Because, like, Toph clearly has her little crush on Sasha, yeah. but it's much more subtle than yeah. Aang's like blatantly apparent crush on Katara. He, he loves what her. are your he thoughts? Her. He he can't give her up. It is an unfair question of the guru to ask, and I was like, surely no other avatar has done this. Right. All the avatars were like married and had a had a lover right. of some kind. Like should they, this is this is bullshit, guru fatigue. Yeah. I love what Aang's like Having earthly attachments was a good thing three chakras right? ago. Yeah. Like, I love that line so Call much. Call him out on it, So it's like, yeah, I don't blame you, Aang. They're like, I don't want to let Katara go. What do you think about it, David? Hmm. So usually, usually I'm not the biggest, like, Shit. love love subplot kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know. I want... I want them both to be happy. I'm glad that Katara is not 
going after Jet anymore. There's reasons for that. <laughs> so Jesse's dead. <laughs> yes. He's no longer on this earth, yeah. spiritually. Um, I hope they can make it work. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's, uh, that's, those are my thoughts. I want, I want them both to be happy. Okay. So when you saw the episode where they were in the tunnel mm-hmm. and they had to like walk through and then Katara has that little idea and then all oh, the little things glow. Like, what if? Um, you were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see how that all... We'll see what see happens. how that all plays out. How do you feel about Sokka and Suki? Suka. I think I Saki. I think I mentioned that Suki can do better. Oh, you did mention Suki <laughs> deserves better. Which is, I have a soft spot for Sokka. I like them together. Sokka's great. Sokka's Again, great. season one, you're like, you're like yeah, but got a lot yeah. to learn, Sokka. But I'm growing up. But I, He's I, I, I up think, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think he was the only man left behind in the village, which is like, yeah. The patriarchy is wrong. But I can see how, like, I want to go with you, Dad, off to war. And he's like, no, you're too young. You have to stay here to protect your grandmother and your sister and all these other little kids. Like, I can see how that would help shape that kind of unhealthy idealization of manhood. Yes. Yeah. I can see that, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's so it feels very believable to me. So you think Sokka is unworthy of love? No. But. The moon disagrees. Yeah. That's yeah. true. And who am I to argue with? <laughs> who are you to argue with the moon? The moon. Yeah. No, I just think I think Suki could do better. But okay. Sokka Sokka will find somebody. Okay. He's he is becoming a little a little heartbreaker. He sure is. Do yeah. you think he will open his eyes to talk? He'll find someone. Do you think it will be her? No. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't think oh, that'll happen. Eat. But I don't know. I've been wrong before. You've been wrong before. So we'll have to. We'll have to see. We'll check in. We'll check in. We'll check in. We'll check in. A season I, from now. I suppose. I suppose this is a spoiler for future episodes of Catching Up, David. But we'll probably complete the series. <laughs> Speaking of what, what. Would you like to see in the next in the next season? Slash, do you think there will be any other characters? I feel like that sounds like a closing question. Are we done talking about season two? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, I guess we could circle back, or David can cut this and put that at the end, or he can leave it as it is, and we can just have it in the middle. David, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see? What do you think is going to happen? Tell us all your season three thoughts. Well, I feel like. I feel like these romances are going to have to culminate in some way or another. Somebody's, I think somebody's going to wind up happy and somebody's going to wind up with their heart broken. And I'm not quite okay. sure who yet, but... Interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, though I'm sure it is, it is a lot loving the Avatar, you know? <laughs> <It's a lot. laughs> You know, I think I think they have mutual feelings, Aang and Katara, but okay. I don't know. It seems like is it, it seems is this something that can last. Who 
who knows who you can don't. say there's a war we'll have to we'll have to find that out i hope nothing but good things happen to appa from here on out okay. he had a really rough season what about mama do you think mama will find love oh i hope so <laughs> i hadn't considered momo and and his love stories but <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah, I hope I hope so. I hope there's a lemur for Momo. Okay. One lemur for Lo- for Momo. Momo. Um, yeah. Zuka and Azula are gonna have to have it out. Yeah. Little sibling battle. Little sibling battle. Do you think it's gonna be an actual battle or like just a diss battle? <laughs> just some more haiku. <laughs> <laughs> some more haiku. <laughs> yeah. No, they're gonna have Zuko to. Zuko goes to Sokka like, listen. I know we've been fighting, but I saw you on that haiku thing. <laughs> I need some tips. Yeah. Nothing Azula likes less than haiku. Yeah. So I had to get under his skin. That's her only weakness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna I'm gonna have to do some of that. Okay. Uh, Ang is gonna have to figure out this firebending thing. He's. He, he doesn't had, want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He doesn't but... want to. But I think he's gonna he's gonna have to accept that responsibility. Okay. So gonna have to find a, a firebending teacher. Who could that be? Mm. Mm. Hopefully it's Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Dragon of the we'll West. We'll see. Oh no, wasn't Iroh uh, in a bit of a rough spot at the end of season two? As many of our uh, heroes, I many. He was, yeah. I forgot that season two ends. I'm kind of a downer. A little bit, a little yeah. bit of a downer. Yeah. The Earth Kingdom bit. has fallen. Yep. And the end. Seriously and then, injured. Yep. Yeah. And while well, he was in the Avatar state. Yeah. Yeah, that's a close call. Mm-hmm. Close call. Yeah. It's a good thing the guitar didn't use her water on Zuko. Zuko right? Yeah, because. But. She had to bring Aang back to life. Yeah. I would be really interested, though, in, like, Aang passed away, and you're like, God damn it. We have to find the baby avatar. <laughs> we have to wait, like, 12 more years before the baby can do things. And then we have to do all this again. I know there's a time. There's a there's a, there's a, there's a deadline. Which is the... It's comic. See, the, it, the first... Blue Spirit episode used to bother me because when Zhao captures the Avatar, he's like, if we killed you, we just have to track you down again. So, you know, we're not going to do that. I was like, you idiots. He'd be a baby. You don't even have to worry about that because he couldn't stop you in time. And I was like, they probably don't know about the time limit. That's true. I mean, I'm sure they know. They know. I'm sure they know. So the comet is coming back, but I'm not sure they tie it to like. We have to do it by this point. Yeah. But now they know about the solar eclipse, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sucks Azula. Yeah, Azula figured it out. Mm-hmm. All she had to do was... <laughs> kill Suki, maybe. <laughs> I mean, Jet died. Mm-hmm. Who can, who can say what happened? Possible that we can have uh, some more path. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Everyone is... After what they did to Appa... Anyone is fair game. Do you think that there's going to be anyone who does not survive, like, at the end of season three? Any of our our, our Aang gang? Not even just, like, our Aang gang. 
But like obviously just those randoms. are more important. But like mm-hmm. I'm sure you didn't expect Jet to die. And I know he was like a comeback person. But is there anyone who you're like, mm, I don't know if they're gonna make it out of here faring too well? Yeah. Is there anyone? I'm uh, a little nervous for uh, Sokka's dad. Okay. And uh, I've been a little nervous for him. I mean, it would be a really sweet ending for Sokka and Katara to be reunited with him. It would make In depth? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. I'm saying the other, the other thing. You were like, I'm worried about him. It would be nice if they were reunited. <laughs> it would be nice if they were reunited at the end, like, you know, final episode, season three. And then he dies. They, they get to see it. <laughs> yes. They get there while right. he's on his deathbed. Yeah, right when they... Right, right when Sokka and Katara are running towards him, the comet... <laughs> <laughs> wipes him off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> Certainly a direction and they could have taken it. Say, Hakoda's last words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that it strikes him. <laughs> yeah, so those are those are a handful of predictions. A handful of predictions. And and hopes. And hopes. Only good things for Appa. You hope? No. That only good things for the comet? That one was that one was not a hope. It's a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously though, Appa, better have a really good season. I'm not expecting it's going to be completely smooth sailing, because he's got that that fear of fire now. Everything's going to be easy forever now, or whatever Sokka said. It's fine. They had like 24 hours of good luck. Wait, so they're just like, gonna ride that like, out. We yeah. skate the dive lead, we got off the back, we gotta keep this going. Like, I, I do really love that. Yeah. yeah. They kept that going. I also love that before they went to Lake Laogai, Jet met up with Snellerby. Is it Smellerby or Snellerby? I thought it was Smeller. Smeller. With Snellerby. And, um, and Toph was like, oh god, they're both telling the truth. And immediately they're like, Jet was brainwashed. (laughs) (laughs) There's no other possible solution. I mean, I appreciate it because as an audience member, like, I don't want to watch them figure this out. I know it's going on. And they know it's going on because Judy's been creepy. Right. And and, and they're clearly being stonewalled and manipulated by the higher echelons of government. So it's not an unreasonable conclusion for them to jump to. Just like, oh, God. But it's the first one. And then Jet immediately is like, oh, no. Like, he just buys it. I do like, though, because I also, when they're like, he's been brainwashed, I was like, hmm. of all the conclusions to first jump to, I don't think I would have gone to brainwashing. And then Sokka jumps in with like, and Judy's been acting weird and this and this. And I'm like, okay. You're One, you also just like showed Judy being weird because we had to know something was going on yeah. in Boston say. But it also works out in that this is how our protagonists know. But I do really like that uh, scene where Toph is like, it doesn't make sense. They're both telling the truth. Yeah. I just, it's fun. Yeah. One, um, maybe not one last thing, but one thing that I wanted to slip in there before we uh, move on to the next episode. 
What's up with Zuko seeing himself in the mirror as the avatar? Oh my god. That's, I, I, know, I don't even know. Because I it saw it and I was like, oh. Mostly I was like, Zuko, you got, you got a not burned face. Good for you. Oh, there. It's Aang. It's Aang. Surprise. Weird. Maybe. Older Aang. Yeah. I don't know. Zuko Aang. Zuko Aang. Aang go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that was alarming. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's not me trying to like throw you off a scent. I don't know. Just sometimes you have those dreams where you're the avatar. Yeah. You know? He's he's been chasing him for so long. So for now so long. It's his identity. Two years. Part of his, yeah. How does he reclaim his honor? I don't know. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that all works out fine though. What were your Zuko thoughts this season? I shared my thoughts, Zuko on... thoughts and then I didn't ask anyone else's <laughs> thoughts on Zuko. Yeah, no, I really, I really like his arc this season, and I was, I don't know, I was sort of like, no, Zuko, Zuko always lies. Zuko always lies. <laughs> what are you doing? And now, he's with Azula again. So he's. Troubled. He's troubled. He's troubled and misunderstood. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. Like, Zuko is the one... I can... They're like branching trees I can see for other people. Like, maybe Aang and Katara line up together. Maybe Aang sacrifices himself for the world. (laughs) Who knows? Like, there's a bunch of possibilities I can see. Zuko, I don't really know what's going to go on with him. He's, he's got... He's a wild card. It's real complicated. Yeah. yeah. He's so a real much. complicated teenager. And yeah. we love that for him. We really do. I mean, we want so, him to get some sleep. And I some think he needs some sleep. But, I mean... But... I we do not want lightning to strike him. But we want things that he... The only reason I would want lightning to strike Zuko is so that he can redirect it and feel confident in his abilities. Yeah. We want Zuko to feel confident in his abilities. I was going to say, I would only want it if that's what he wanted, but sometimes he doesn't like, he doesn't want the correct things. he wants bad things. Yeah. And you got to be like, no, no, Zuko. No, no. And just like steer him away. (laughs) Yeah. Or you gotta be Iroh and just yell at him. I just scream yeah. at him. It's so yeah. good. Nobody really, nobody really gives him a good yelling at like Iroh does. It's it's important to yeah. uh, to get through that. So you have no other family members Zuko. Zuko. just challenge him. You don't think him. maybe his other eye is gonna get burned? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be sad for okay. him. What are your Katara predictions? What are your top predictions? What are your Sokka predictions? So I think Sokka is going to have some chance to like really prove himself as more than like the comic relief character. He's going to have to get into battle at okay. some point. It's what he's been yeah. wanting it's since what his he's dad left him behind. So he's going to, that's going to need to come to some conclusion. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully things go well for Sokka, but... Maybe he's the one say, who's hit by the comet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just ricochets off his dash. <laughs> takes him out too. The comet firmly lands. And then Sokka comes over and like, oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Yeah. Um, Katara, it's... 
It's hard loving the avatar. It's hard loving the avatar. Um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that like it's going to depend on Aang's story. Does Aang have a happy ending, or does Aang have to like choose between the world and Katara, which is a thing that we've sort of we've sort of had a a preview of that. Was, was laying the groundwork for yeah potential. Yeah. Large choices. Yeah. Gonna have to... I don't know. Is he gonna have to save a city slash the world or save Katara? So you think Katara's kicking the bucket? (laughs) 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 Also gets her... Skipping like a stone, just knocking out the whole family. family. It hasn't been against the Southern Water Tribe. safe over (laughs) the Southern Water Tribe. It's gonna launch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. That would be a surprising end to the... (laughs) To the uh, season, but... It's a... After what they did to Appa, anything is fair game. I'm really upset about Appa. What about Toph? What are your Toph thoughts? Toph is a little more difficult, just because I'm not entirely sure what she wants, other than maybe Sokka. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, she's she wanted to kind of go on an adventure and get out from under her controlling parents. Um, and prove herself as an earthbender. But she's already sort of proven herself as one of, if not the best earthbender in the world. What if the adventure is too big for young Toph? I don't know. I think she can handle it. Okay. She's She's a very capable human being. She is. For, for being as young as she is. So, well, being introduced in season two, it does make Toph not... I don't want to say the most expendable of them, but like if something if something bad were to happen to one of our main crew, I could see it. I could see it being tough. The comet has no problem <laughs> with Katara and Co. And instead, is like f the Baypong family. <laughs> yeah. This little girl in particular. Probably spend the comet though. It's true. Could she though? She it's might, for space. She might feel the That's vibration. not Earth. That's yeah. Moon. <laughs> not a Moon. Not the actual Moon, but it's like space rock. I genuinely love how many times the characters in the show forget that Toph is blind and she's able to make like, yeah. like when there she it wanna, is. There it is. You're like, <sighs> and then when they're like, you got something against libraries, and she's like, I've held books before, and they don't really do it for me. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or when. I think it looks great. I think it's great. He's like, thank you. He's like, why do you do this? Why do you do this? <laughs> like, it takes a minute. It's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, so you probably like lightly mentioned these, but I want you to spell them out because you were clearly distressed by Appa. You Barry. were distressed by Zuko taking the animal and not returning it. Yeah. But what were moments that you did not feel distressed <laughs> by? What were your favorite moments of the season? Yeah. Well, I mentioned the I mentioned the bird spirit and yes. the fox librarians. Mm-hmm. Those were quite good. I liked the um, I liked seeing the the vignettes and tales of Bossing Se. I liked a lot of those little stories. Um, the zoo, 
pretty mm-hmm. good. Get to see all the little animals. Get to set them all free. Iroh and his tea shop was very nice. I like the I like the wholesome moments. The wholesome <laughs> moments. When okay. when Appa gets his hair braided, that's in this season, right? His fur gets braided by the the hippies in one yeah. of the, mm-hmm. the early yeah. episodes. Looking real nice. Looking real nice. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of wholesome moments. I like that there's a whole episode based around the plot that Appa sheds. <laughs> <laughs> sheds. That episode stresses me out. It is. It's really I, yeah, stressful. I was going to mention that earlier. Like, like they can't sleep. No. Awful. Yeah. Well, Toph is still, like, getting used to being a member of the party. Yeah. And, and it's just, Everybody's, like, like really cranky at each other. Yeah. And Azula's in that evil-looking vehicle. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just the water lizards that yeah. go like that. I love them. Yeah. I do, too. Yeah. I want good things for the lizards. Lizards. <laughs> Yeah. What were your favorite moments from the season? I like when Toph and Katara get a little spa day. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me to watch Toph be like, don't touch my feet, and then have her do this, because <laughs> I do that during pedicures also, because I have very ticklish feet. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I have to like hold myself down and constantly apologize to the to the pedicurist. Toph would never apologize to anyone, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Um... I like when Zuko goes on his date. Mm-hmm. It's nice for him. Yeah. Tales of Bossing Say. So, yeah, Tales of Bossing really Say. Good, it's one of my favorite episode. episodes. Um, I really, I really like the drill. It's big and it's scary, and it's interesting because so much of the setting feels like ancient China, Japan, Asian countries mm-hmm. and areas that like the big metal kind of mechanical drill feels especially like oh like out of place which just makes the juxtaposition even better but it also doesn't feel out of keeping with like their technology no like this could easily have been invented and created in that time it's just like a really interesting juxtaposition you know and i really like the drill it's big and it's frightening and it's and it's like it's simultaneously a clever way to get through the wall of Ba Sing Se and is also like a we just need to be done with this just drill a hole through it kind of a way yeah what I don't understand though is like I guess a drill just like can keep drilling but I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I was like just like add more to the The wall the longevity of drills just keep adding more to the wall add more wall yeah. I mean, they are, earth, they are earthbenders. They could yeah. make that happen. That's true. Yeah. Or just like drills here, just take some rock and launch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm an earthbender, because I would just launch things yeah. with a good hit. Yeah. Into space you go. Do you have other favorite things? I'm sure I do. Kristen, I want to hear your favorite things, but I also want to—I want to make a, a note of a thing that we'll talk about after Kristen's favorite things, which okay. is we didn't mention Long Feng at all, and like, oh my God, yeah, Long Feng. Wait, I have one like favorite thing. The big villain of the season. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. My other favorite moment is that Aang enters the Avatar state, which, as we see, is very powerful and very terrifying, and Azula is just like. I'm gonna zap him. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, it is genuinely so such a such a gutsy, clever move. Like, what if I just shot him right now? Like, what would happen? Like, and right like, there is like, oh god, the power of the Avatar. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> like, it's like 
good. That's also so one of my good. favorite moments. Yeah. I'm glad that you like when Aang gets taken down. Yeah. The 12 year old who's yeah. here to save the world. I have no comeuppance about it. Okay. Okay. What are your favorite things? Well, Christine? prior to that, I was going to say that I like that you guys like the wholesome moments and the like ingenious de- 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 designs. Whereas I'm like, I like when Zuko gets yelled at. <laughs> I like Zuko's tragic backstory. I like when uh, Azula is crazy and I like the creepy library. <laughs> there was, I feel like there was one episode though where I thought, oh, this is something where if David says, what was your favorite episode? I'll say this one, but I don't remember. So, give me a moment. Um, yeah, I just... I think Azula's a very engaging character. She's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So pretty much any time she's on screen, she has my attention. Um, I also, though, enjoyed seeing the little animal hybrids and how cute they were. Yeah. I... Because it sounds terrible, but I'm very curious to try onion and banana juice. I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. It's not going to be good, but I want to know. Should report back. I'll give you a point. Okay. I'm going to have onion and banana juice. Are <laughs> going to give me a point? Not like yeah. seven points? We'll see. Depends okay. on how much you drink of it. That's true. Let's see. Hold on. I do like the episode The Swamp because I like, um, one, just sort of like the mysterious, creepy vibe. I am also into like Southern Gothic things, so it just felt Southern Gothic adjacent. Mm -hmm. And I like that we think we get the answers at the end about how like, oh, the swamp is just like kind of a mystical place. And like, it's the one that created the tornado that brought them there. And everything is like living and connected and is one with each other. I just think the swamp is fun. Mm -hmm. And as previously mentioned, Lake Laogai and all the creepy brainwashing. And Zuko's knives. And Zuko's knives. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like the juxtaposition. One of Bossing say being like the last haven where the Fire Nation has not gotten to them. Um, that's their slogan. Who <laughs> <laughs> said with that haven? Fire <laughs> Nation can't get to them. And so everyone thinks of it as like the last safe place, and it has all these refugees going. And then we see that like it kind of sucks. Yep. And then they're also pretending that everything's fine, while knowing full well that like things are deeply corrupt and like the king is just a front man and all these other things when be like the citizens don't just like know that but i like things when they have a dichotomy between them and i am fascinated by bossing says dichotomy is a good place with Long Fang. With, with Long, Long Fang. Fang. Who we... who sucks. I yeah. like that i don't I think we'd met him before at this point, but he just seemed kind of like annoying upper military yeah. man. Like, seemed fine, but whatever. But I like that, you know, Katara and Toph think they've played him and they're like, yeah. can you help us get in? And then he's like, surely we have to find your parents. Right. And that's, I think, you know, a good introduction of like, oh, man sticks around. He yeah. knows something. He's, he's, he's not a patsy. You can't just one over on him and I thought that that was also a good introduction to his character 
as a very good conspirator, unless he's plotted against Azuma. In which case, he's I mean, not even a play. Nine times, not even nine times out of ten, ninety-nine times out of ten, you're gonna lose to Azuma. Oh yeah, pretty much, pretty much always. Yeah. Um, but I really, I really like that. The Dai Li are not, in fact, loyal to the Earth Kingdom at all because yes. right. they participated in its overthrow. Like, God, Azula's just really mean and, like, she is really inspiring. Um, I really, That's why I like her. <laughs> it's true. It's I am just us. the Dai Li people who are like, man, just kind of win with words. Yeah, I could do that. Would, um, would overthrow a kingdom for her? No. But it's like, but I'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You have my permission. Um, and I love how he buys when they like you know kidnap Azula from her room or whatever and he's like princess Azula and she's like what do you want and it's like you fool you patsy now you are a patsy but like it's only because he also seems like the kind of person to overestimate his own importance very very much and I really like that like I don't know what he gains except for power I guess but like he likes being in control. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, the it. war... It's really interesting to me that, especially the upper echelons of Ba Sing Se are so convinced the war will never touch them that it's okay to ignore it, and that it is, in fact, even better to ignore it in order to keep stability and order and peace and calm. Parallels real life like that, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. One percenter. Wish Azula would overthrow them. Yeah, and the cities, and like just the the structure of the city too, where you've got like, you know, the different the different neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. How much money you have, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all the refugees. Yeah. That know about the war and the outside that nobody goes to. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, Long Fang is he's like, I know he's just the he's just the classic advisor, villain advisor man. It's funny, though, because I don't... He, like, is the villain, but when you were, like, Long Feng, the main villain of the season, it still took me a couple seconds of, like, who? Yes. Because he's a big bad who's not that big, not that bad. And maybe it also just says a lot about, like, the character plots that are going on at that time. That he even does. when you have the big overarching thing, I'm still focused on everyone else's stories. I don't mm. know. He does, he does kidnap Appa, though, and hold him for... That's true. But, like... Ransom, quote-unquote. I mean, he uses him as leverage. But, like, in season one, clearly we have Zuko, who's after Aang, mm-hmm. would not call him... The main villain, but an antagonist for mm-hmm. sure. And then you have Admiral Zhao, who's clearly like going after them. He's mm-hmm. probably like the the main, you know, but he, he, he kills kill the moon. Yeah. yeah. Bad things. And then in season three, I'm not saying spoilers, but like presumably it's going to come to a head and Aang has to try to stop this war, blah, blah, blah. So like, be yeah. it the war, the comet. Ozai, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You can tell that there's going to be like a big bad there. But if someone was like, who's who's the big villain for season two? I'd probably just be like, Ba Sing Se. <laughs> just like, in general. In general. Yeah. The hierarchy. Think, 
I don't think I would have pinpointed a person, and I think that's really interesting about season yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, I would say systems of power. And yeah. I would not point to a person. Yeah. Which is not to say that I think it's incorrect to call him one of the big bads. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. season two is fascinating. I really like it. I liked it as well. Especially now that Appa is safe. <laughs> For now. For now. Just wait till you see what happens to Momo. I can't wait to see that. It's the comet. No. <laughs> Comet's sick now. He's the A last one to go. <laughs> it's waited a hundred years for this. Momo looks around, sees all the Got death it. and destruction, and says... I like when they show things in Momo's perspectives and how like, like he truly like, does not understand anything. Yeah. It's always like green and like bigger and <laughs> like cause I mean if I try to explain like physics to my cats, they're not gonna know what that no. is. But there are certain words and phrases and intonations that you're like, yeah, they pick up on this. Obviously, animals are smart. I just like that Momo constantly, no matter who it is, what they're saying. They're just a big green head to him. Yeah. And there's nothing else to it. Momo get water. Momo get water. That scene from season one was one of the best. It was great. Yeah. Love Momo. It's a shame about him in the (laughs) comments. Yeah. Should we um, talk about next time? Um, yes. Yep. Okay, great. So, for next time, meet Dandy. She's the new kid at her high school, and all she wants is to fit in with the cool kids. Unfortunately for her, in the first week of school, she gets flour all over her shirt during a baking lesson in home ec, which makes it look like she has bad dandruff. No one believes her explanation, and she gets ridiculed and shunned by everyone she wants to be friends with, including Horatio, her new crush. Only the social outcasts will eat lunch with her, and though she longs to be popular, she reluctantly befriends the band geeks and LARPers learning something about the human spirit and about herself. That's right. For next week, we're watching The Duff. You see what I did? He's like con- contraction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a movie I've never heard of. And Kristen <laughs> is positive that I'll hate. <laughs> so tune in next time to find out. You are not going to like it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But I'm yeah. quite excited. Yeah. Hallie, have you seen The Duff? I have not. Had, I had, had been, you heard of The Duff? I had heard of The Duff. Okay. Had you heard of The Duff if I hadn't mentioned The Duff? Have you heard of it from anyone else? I have heard of the term from okay. other people. I don't know if I heard about the movie. Um, I have a fun fact that I can't tell if it will make you enjoy it more while you watch or if I should just like save it for the end. That is up to you. What do you think? <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of spoilers. It's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler at all. It's just like, oh, interesting. It's pertaining to um, the cast. Hmm. I want to know. Oh wait, shoot! I remember I wrote a different, a, a different. I wrote a different intro for the Duff. Ah! We have to hear that. I too. have to find that. Hold on. One before, let's find was the great mouse detective. Um, Yes. 
Okay, this one okay. Is, is dumb, but okay. <laughs> Forget you heard any of that, listeners. You're going to have to guess the movie for next time. <laughs> Meet Hillary. She's a movie star. Everyone loves her. Her blonde hair, her white smile, her pep, and of course her catchphrase, It's a me, Hillary! <laughs> yes, Hillary is popular with all the kids, but when the cameras are off and she goes back to her trailer, Hillary just wants to be left alone. It's hard being the star of such popular shows as Hannah Montana and the real life of Zack and Cody. Shows everyone knows and she's in them right out in front. Anyway, Hillary's sad. So in her dressing room, she hangs an old coat from her childhood and a bucket hat on a hat rack and starts talking to them. Just like the bad guy from Paddington 2. She's relieved to have someone to share her hopes and dreams with, even if it's only some old clothes and spends more and more time alone with the coat-slash-hat combo and less time out with her mooching star-obsessed friends. She names the coat after her last name, I guess, because somehow this summary has to end with the name of this movie, which is The Duff! That's right. We're watching The Duff. I know who. I don't know who Hillary Duff is, but I know that Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. Don't yell at me. I couldn't think of another Disney kids show. I don't actually know who Hillary Duff is. Um, she's in another Disney kids show. I know who she, she is. I don't know what it is. She's a liar. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. But the, the funny thing is that I was like, does David know that Hillary Duff is a Disney star? So he used the name Hillary and talked about Disney shows without even thinking her last name is Duff and he's setting it up for the movie The Duff. Like, not once did that cross my mind. Yeah. It blew my mind at the end. It's yeah. true. Congratulations. Yeah, like, good for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. We should make him watch Cinderella Story. That's the, uh... God. It's on our list. Oh, it is on our oh, list, it is isn't on it? Our list. Yeah. Is it? Um, can you put it for after whatever our, most, <laughs> our last scheduled one is? That will be our new last scheduled one. David, I'm really sorry that you're not going to like the Duff. I do feel bad. I don't feel you that don't bad. don't feel bad. I feel bad because I was upset watching all the elders. It was like, I don't want to inflict upsetness upon people. Maybe Hallie, but not you. And I, I feel like there's gonna be slim pickings for you to be slim happy pickings. about. Uh, yeah. But hopefully you will find something in them slim pickings. Well, we'll find out next time. Find out next time. Stay tuned. Yeah. So One of my favorite teen rom coms. Yeah. See, I in both of my intros, I was. Pretty sure it was going to be a teen movie because uh, Kristen picked it. Kristen picked it. This is Kristen's movie. All right. So until next time, so long, Kristen. Arrivederci. Goodbye, Hallie. Buongiorno. (laughs) And good night, listeners.